0: Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50+, Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we'll be talking to Avery Church. He's the Continuity Program Manager for the county's Office of Emergency Management. And Avery is here to tell us about this year's hurricane season and the best way to prepare. And maybe we'll drag some other uh, preparedness information out of him as well. But first, let's learn a little bit about Avery Church, who he is. He grew up in the wild and wonderful eastern shore of Virginia, earning a bachelor's in political science and a second bachelor's in homeland security from Virginia Commonwealth University. Previously, he worked as a contractor on preparedness programming with the Department of Energy. And again, today, he's with the Fairfax County Office of Emergency Management. Avery, thanks for being with us on the podcast today. Oh, thank you.
1: It's definitely a great
0: opportunity to, uh, you know, spread the word. Definitely, um, you know, at relates to hurricane
1: preparedness. Right. Uh, and
0: hurricane season started actually June 1st. Is that, that correct? That
1: That's correct. Um, yeah, Sorry, June 1st. It stretches to November 30th. Um, but, you know, these disasters aren't just contained in those couple months. I mean, there are a lot of things that, you know, we need to prepare for that are similar to hurricanes. So that's why this topic is very vital to, yeah. you know, yeah. to the community as
0: a whole. Now, uh, maybe some of our folks listening uh, are thinking, okay, I live in Fairfax County. Why do I need to worry about hurricanes and hurricane season? Well, And that's a
1: great question. Um, the, the real particular piece is that hurricanes can affect 100 miles inland. Um, so we're within that hundred-mile barrier. Uh, so when we talk about you know storm surges and the winds, it's definitely something that we need to be concerned about here in Fairfax.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Yeah, especially if we don't have like the, the large number of hills that can kind of shear off that wind. We're going to get direct winds in the county, especially depending on where you live, if you're in Huntington, lower areas or if you're in western Fairfax. It's something that needs to be in, you know, something that you're thinking about as you go in your day-to-day. Mm-hmm.
0: So the 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 wind damage as well as as water, uh, high rising creeks, streams, those type of things flooding. Yeah, the, of course. Those are the two main concerns.
1: Yeah. Um you know, if you have to understand if you live in an area that's been considered as being a floodplain, um, your primary concern is probably, you know, where that water is going to go, how it's going to affect your property. Uh, and and kind of one of those other areas to think about is how are you going to operate, you know, your day to day, getting to the grocery store, the post office, if those areas are in a floodplain during a, mm-hmm. after a hurricane. Okay. Uh, so it's not just your own property. Maybe your friends, your social network, you know. Folks that you rely upon for day to day things, those are
0: obviously to consider. Okay, so again, we're kind of talking about the hurricane season, which again started June first and goes through the end of November. If I want to be prepared, what what's step one? What should I what should I do to get ready for? And we're going to say specifically hurricanes, but a lot of this I'm assuming can be related to general emergency preparedness, kind of for anything, or, or, or are there specific things we're going to talk about for hurricanes?
1: A lot of these things can be used for other emergencies as well. Okay, okay.
0: Um, So step one, what do I need to do?
1: So step one um, will probably be to prepare an emergency plan. Hmm. Um, So when you prepare an emergency plan, you want to think about who do you want to include in that. Like uh, who do you want to communicate this plan to? So you want to look at folks that provide services for you, your family, your friends, uh, people in your neighborhood, your neighbors. Um, And and the biggest thing with the emergency plan is make sure they know the particulars. so if something happens to your home, where are you going to go? You hmm. know, do you know the local hotel? Uh, do you have friends or family that are nearby? Okay. Um, so if you have to leave, you, the last thing you want to do is to think about and make calls. You want to be able to just go, uh, especially if you work or live somewhere, um, like in a community. You want to make sure they know what the particulars are because they may be looking for you. So you want to make sure you're mm-hmm. accountable okay. so they understand where
0: you're going to be if something were to happen. Okay. So uh, how do we do that? I mean, <laughs> a lot of us are not great planners. I mean, is there an easy tool? Is, there, is, is this less complicated than it sounds, this, this plan I've got to put together?
1: Of course, of course. Okay. Um, so there are a number of resources out there. Uh, the number one resource I would point people to would be ready.gov. Um, and also the Ready Nova uh, and a couple other resources. Uh, resources that are more locally focused. Uh, but the primary thing that we're trying to, to get across to folks is that just look at how your life works. Um, kind of make note of what you do on a daily basis, maybe for a week. And those are probably the ideal uh, areas to start planning. You know, if you go to the grocery store on a Tuesday and you, you know, you go to church on Wednesday, those are things you want to continue because they an emergency, especially like a hurricane to have residual effects afterwards. You want to get back into the swing of things. So being able to get back to those places will be very important. Hmm. Uh, so starting your plan with those, and like I said, your family and friends—they know what your your game plan would be. Uh, I think those would be the the first two steps I would look for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then using the templates, actual the physical plan uh, from you know Ray.gov or Nova to actually write it out because it's very important to write these things down. You know, okay. it's great we have it in our minds, but writing it down and like emailing it to your friends or mailing it, whatever you want to do. Um, it's very vital because, you know, it's the tactile motion of right. writing it down. It makes it more solidified for okay. us.
0: And I, I'm assuming just go ahead and print a copy of that to, to, to put in your emergency kit, which, which we're going to get to and talk about. So, yes. So, yes. So would the kit be number two on the list or is, that, is there something else that we should do no. a- after the plan before we – so we got a plan, then do we move to the kit?
1: Yeah, you can definitely move to the kit afterwards okay. after, after you have a plan. Uh, and the kid is very vital. Um, the, the kid is going to have those things that you're going to rely upon uh, during an emergency. Now we're talking about you know, food, your medication, um, maybe important documents, right? Mm. Like your mortgage, things that would be hard to replace, you mm. know, your marriage license, um, birth certificates. Um, hopefully those things are in like a safe deposit box, say, say a the yeah. bank. Oh. But if not, it would be great to have a copy of those as well. So the information is very vital too. Okay. Uh, you'd be surprised how many people don't know like their license number. You know,
0: mm.
1: so that may be important somewhere. Uh, so you never want to you want to have more information than necessary um because you just want don't want to be in a situation where you just can't get that information. Mm. And those are the things I'll put in your your emergency kit. Right. Um, you know, also would be any specialty items. Uh, if you have a pet, you know, we're really pushing, you know, pet kits. Um uh, so if you're oh, ca- Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, pets are a very, very vital part of our families. So we want to make sure if we have to evacuate, that we have them set up for success too. Okay. Um, and kind of in, you know, as far as the family, we're looking at, you know, if you have infants, you know, or you have like a grandchild that lives with you or, you know, folks that you really are, um, caring for that are younger, make sure you have things for them as well. Toys, uh, their favorite meals, cause it could be a very stressful situation for them. Okay. Um, so we want to make sure that we're preparing all of our family members to, uh, you know, for 72 hours if necessary uh, to be able to successfully get through like a hurricane.
0: Right. Um, and I was going to ask you about specifics and you threw out a couple toys and some of the other kind of things for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming like if they're if they're in the, the diaper stage, you need to have those kind of things, yeah. baby formula, just all those kind of things that you kind of take for granted when you're at home because they're right there in your pantry or your cupboard or the toy closet or whatever. So... Put, yeah. put some of those things away in a, a special location or go ahead and put them in a bag? What's, what's kind of the recommended thing to do?
1: Well, of course, yeah, I would definitely put them in a special location um, so that if something were to happen, they're ready to go. Okay. Uh, of course, you want to rotate those items out because some of them may expire. Uh, so maybe every quarter, you know, make a reminder for yourself to hmm. take things that may expire. Um, and, you know, a great time to build that kit would be, um, I guess in a couple weeks here, we have Tax-Free Weekend here in Virginia. Uh, here's the the key in that here's why that's important Um, emergency management items are going to be included in that tax-free weekend and that weekend is August 3rd through the 5th Uh, so you can go out to your local retailer and purchase a lot of these items that you know you want to pay taxes for money. uh, yeah everyone loves saving a little bit of money Um, so all the things like you know the uh, first aid kits you Hmm. can never have enough first aid kits Um, all the way up to more expensive items, like if you need a, like a you know portable generator. Hmm. Now, it all depends on your ability you know, and your needs. But if you have like a cabin by the lake, you know, getting a, a portable generator might be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so chainsaws, you know, whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. Perfect time to do it would be August 3rd through the 5th. Hmm. Um, you know, save a little bit of tax. But make sure the biggest key is to build that kit. Um, you can do it over time. It doesn't have to be done. I was going to ask. I don't have
0: to go out and spend, you know, three, four, five hundred dollars $500 all at yeah, once. Of course wants.
1: not know, 50 bucks here, 20 bucks there, you know, eventually you'll build that kit. Okay. So hopefully, you know, when the time arises, uh, you are well stocked and you have a kit that's going to sustain you for mm-hmm. those 72 hours.
0: And could could really start with no money invested if you just pick some of the stuff you've already got at home and just kind of put together a kit with stuff you've already got and, of then, and then build on it.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like I said, looking at the things you use on a daily basis, generally, those are going to be the things you'll probably need during an emergency. Um, And we can always find OEM uh, on our outreach events. We always have kits, a starter kit. You know, it's mostly paperwork, but it'll give you the, the things to think about. Um, you put in you know one place mostly paperwork items and you know food items and such. Uh, we produce videos and other things too to kind of guide folks down that road. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are all great things that you can kind of start that kit. All you know right. you'll never get a perfect kit, sure. but the thing is to to mitigate against the uneasiness during a, an event to make your life a little easier, and okay. that's the real thing we're trying to champion.
0: Right. We're talking with Avery Church. He's the Continuity Program Manager for Fairfax County's Office of Emergency Management and talking about um, hurricane season and emergency preparedness and having a plan and a kit. You know, a lot of folks, including myself, live in one jurisdiction, work in another, maybe even travel through two or three to get from one place to another. So while it may be great saying, okay, I've got this emergency kit at home, Nine times out of ten, something's going to happen when I'm at work, mm-hmm. and maybe I can't get home. Should I have a mobile kit that I carry with me how do, How does that work or should I and then how does that work with with a kid at home right. <laughs> with multiple kits or whatever of course um yeah we can
1: we, we definitely champion the idea of having a kit with you so in mm-hmm. your car or if you you know take the metro um, having something with you at all times, maybe like a, a go bag um you know, with just the more mobile items that you would need something that will sustain you for a couple of hours gotcha. um, and then having a game plan from at work if something happened at work what are you going to do how do you notify your friends and family do you know what's near your work your place of work hotels maybe um you, know, you have to be get creative you know Airbnbs I mean can you quickly acquire some place to stay hmm. if your work is not going to be that place but gotcha. worse on the worst can you stay in your office or where you work for you know the duration of the the incident? Um, you know, it's just one of those things you really have to think outside of the box. Work, mm. work as a team. If you have a community of folks. Your office, you know, champion that and see what can you do as far as giving maybe mobile uh, go kits to folks, like as a hmm. as part of your employment effort. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you because know, people appreciate those things, mm-hmm. and you're making you're taking something off their plate that makes life easier for yeah. them. Um, but yeah, and also when you talk about going from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Um, there, The county, Fairfax, definitely has Fairfax alerts, mm-hmm. um, so it notifies you of, um, you know, things that may be of importance, so large-scale events, emergencies, um, and that's one of the things that Fairfax does, but also Loudoun County has a very similar system, Alexandria, Arlington, D.C., uh, so pretty much sign up for all those alert systems wherever you may travel because uh, we can't guarantee that you'll get the, the most up-to-date news via wherever you're listening. Right? Sure, sure. If, you're in the, if you're listening to XM in your car, you may not know that, hey, we have an impending flash flood warning. Mm. Um, so you may want to make sure that you have those redundancies in place because an informed person is probably the most prepared person. Right. Um, so wherever you're doing, just make sure you have those things covered. You, okay. you, know, you can never go wrong, and All they're right. free.
0: And it's uh, email and text message, I believe, Fairfax Alerts messages.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fairfax Alerts will, will alert you um, via email or text. Um, and you can choose what type of alerts you want to get. So um, we, we kind of think about getting more information to folks, and you can kind of pare it down to what you want. Hmm. So if you want this weather alerts and you don't care about traffic or anything else, you can just go into the, um, the website. And that information is available on our the county's uh, OEM website. Uh, fairfaxcountygovernor County slash emergency management. Um, and th- there are directions there. And you can go into your, your account and you can kind of dictate what you want to get. Um, and, you know, I would say definitely at least get the weather stuff. Yeah. Like, I think that's the one thing that we are all interested in.
0: Especially the watches and warnings. Exactly. Especially. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah. Especially if you live in a, a high hazard area or like a, a low plane area, things right. like that. You right. really want to know if you know something's happening right so we're always monitoring and we're always going to make sure we get that information out to you as okay. quick as possible
0: and uh, you know we're talking about hurricane season already this year early in the season there have been some storms already
1: yeah yeah I think most people probably are not aware but we've had three storms wow. um, so we're up to Hurricane Chris and the the real thing to, to note here is that we've had a named storm an actual hurricane in July and that's something that doesn't happen often. As a matter of fact, the last time it happened was in 2008. Wow. Um, so the takeaway from that is, you know, for whatever reason, we're getting uh, storms that are stronger earlier in the season. So that mm-hmm. preparedness window is really very important. So you can't wait until like, you know, September when we really get like the news broadcast of right. oh, hurricane, hurricane. You got to really be in June uh, preparing for this. Gotcha. And it's probably going to really last until probably past November for some right, instances. Right.
0: Um, so you can't overstate the need to be prepared. Okay. A couple of minutes left, Avery. We want to make sure we cover a couple of things. You talked a little bit about information, but I want to make sure we, we kind of hit that. Folks wanting to get information uh, about the hurricane, about the emergency, whatever the event is, before as well as after, mm-hmm. um, what are some of the information sources?
1: Um, well, for the county, probably the, the best information source um, would be um, the Office of Public, of Public Affairs. Uh, we have PIOs across the county, and they monitor information, and they try to get information out as quickly as possible. So the, the county Twitter account, the county's Facebook account, uh, those would be great uh, primary sources. As I already stated, Fairfax Alerts. Uh, we have the uh, OEM, uh, Emergency Management Blog, and that's at fairfaxcounty.gov uh, uh, slash emergency slash blog. Uh, during emergencies, while you know we're activated and we're monitoring, we do update that with information that may be useful. Um And I mean, worst come the worst, you can always um, you know just call the county, and we'll try to to figure out where to do with that information. Um, But the biggest thing is we're going to work our best to get that information to you, so you can make a a firm decision, um, you know, for your your friends and your family. Okay.
0: And I think one of the things you wanted to make sure that we uh, we talked about was something called the OEM Volunteer Corps. So if you could touch a little bit about that. Oh, great. Thanks. Um, So the Volunteer Corps, very
1: important. initiative that we're doing here in OEM. So what they are, they're an extension of us. So, you know, Mm. we're only but so large and we really can't get everywhere. You know, we would love to, but we can't. Uh, So the Volunteer Corps, they try to help educate the public in emergency management and disaster preparedness. So they show up at events, um, you know, throughout the community and uh, they represent us. So they're very highly trained and they're knowledgeable on this information. Uh, And we're always looking for more volunteers. Uh, I believe the next orientation will be Saturday July 28th. Uh, it's at 10 a.m. So, um, you yeah, know, give us a call at uh, 571-350-1000 uh, if you would like to to be a volunteer. Um, it's all, it's totally up to you when times you want to work, uh, but there are definitely opportunities to go out and really reach the community and, and make a difference.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, Fairfaxcounty.gov slash alerts. Folks can get that uh, alert information. You mentioned the blog, social media accounts, the OEM website, the OEM telephone number. We'll we'll repeat that in just a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, But kind of a a recent event here in Fairfax County, I think in May, uh, several fires in Fairfax County in the Centerville area, uh, which displaced a lot of folks, which I think pointed out the need for uh, folks to have renter's insurance. So that's not something that normally you think about or maybe that you don't think about, but that's a great emergency preparedness, readiness, continuity of operations <laughs> kind of tool, if you will, to have renter's insurance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, like you said, it's one of those things you really don't think about, um, but it's it's an investment in your future. Like most insurance would be. Yeah. Like you have auto insurance and life insurance. I mean, renter's insurance is just important. We require things that are, are mean things to us. And during an emergency, we can't, you know, no one can guarantee you'll, you'll be able to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the replacement of that, you know, being able to provide a, a bridge from, you know, having nothing to, you know, getting leased to something temporary, that assurance provides that for you. And, you know, the money that it gives you is very, very vital, especially in those, you know, critical, those critical minutes after an event. Uh, so, you know, we can't overstate the, the, the need uh, for renter's insurance, mm-hmm. homeowner's insurance, I mean, all types of insurance that, um, you know, they give that, that that safety blanket of if something happens, you at least have this mm-hmm. and we'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell you firsthand for that Centerville event, um, you know, residents that had insurance, I mean, they were taken care of relatively quickly. Um, and they seem to be pretty, pretty happy with it. And, you know, that's, of course, no one likes paying for insurance, but when the event happens... Um, you'll be glad that you have it. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that, you know, you really uh, should think about, you know, especially if maybe if you're on your own or whatever, you need as many things out there to help you out as possible.
0: Right. And that's, I'm thinking that's traditionally not something somebody would, would say, okay, renter's insurance, and then think about that when we talk about the topic of emergency preparedness. Mm-hmm. But those are the kind of everyday, I'll say simple, kind of things that, you in Office of Emergency Management is trying to say these are the things that lead to being prepared for any kind of emergency. So it doesn't have to be, again, as we've said, you've said, a complicated, expensive, it's what you need to continue on with your life. Right.
1: Yeah. The small steps that you take every day uh, will ultimately, you know, culminate into a very great. a comprehensive capability to uh, you know be resilient during a disaster of yeah. any type. Um, so insurance, you know, <laughs> building kits, informing your friends and family, having a game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these things may not be the most comfortable thing to talk about, uh, but it's important that people know. You know, if something were to happen, you can't find me. Chances are I'm going to be in one of these locations. It gives folks so, so a start. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing that we're trying to do in OEM: give folks the ideas that they need to at least start the planning process, mm-hmm. and ultimately, you know. Let you go off and you know get creative and talk to your friends and family but you know our, our mission is to prepare the community as best we can right. uh, with things that you know we discover
0: okay a couple of the uh, sites that avery mentioned uh, ready.gov uh, readynova.org uh, fairfaxcounty.gov alerts to get those email and those text messages uh, more information on the oem webpage at fairfaxcounty.gov emergency management uh, emergency management's telephone number if you need to reach out, 571-350-1000. Mm-hmm. Uh, final 30 seconds or so, anything else you want to kind of end up on or, or final thought for folks listening right now about uh, being prepared?
1: Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is taking that first step. Um, you know, it, it may seem like it's a daunting task, uh, but we, we were here to, to assist. Um, if you're a part of a community that, you know, needs a little bit of assistance, reach out to us. Um, we, we do outreach. Uh, we love to do it, and um, our, our biggest mission is to ensure that everyone's resilient. Uh, we're looking at businesses as well. Um, uh, the, the business community is kind of the, the backbone of, of most counties, especially here in Fairfax. So make sure that they're prepared, uh, along with the residents. Um, we'll create a great team that will ensure that during any disaster, we can, as a community, um, kind of get ourselves together, uh, be resilient during the event, and uh, recover as a unit in the most efficient way possible. Mm-hmm. Um so we're always open for, um, you know, suggestions. If uh, you guys have anything that, you know, you want to see, let us know. Um, but I think that uh, we can definitely do this, something that's achievable. And, um, you know, with more things like this, outreach to folks, reaching uh, specialized communities, uh, we can make this thing, um, you know, very successful.
0: Hmm. Okay. Thanks, Avery. Yeah, thanks a lot. Avery Church with Office of Emergency Management here with us on the Fairfax 50-plus podcast. Again, he's Continuity Program Manager with OEM. And again, don't remember, uh, don't forget, hurricane season is already underway, and it runs through November 30th. Uh, you can get more information, again, about Office of Emergency Management at fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergencymanagement. You'll find links there to Fairfax Alerts that we talked about, the Volunteer Corps, uh, information on requesting a speaker for your next community meeting or homeowners association whole lot more information there. You can also call emergency management at 571-350-1000. You can also find county older adult services, recreation, community engagement opportunities by calling 703-324-7948 Monday through Friday or go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash olderadults. When you're on that older adults webpage, be sure to subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper as well as Fairfax 50 Plus E-News. You can also link from that page to the Fairfax 50 50-plus Facebook page. Be sure to like us there so you'll receive more of our updates. Thanks again for listening to the Fairfax 50-plus podcast, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.